can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. And I say, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch. Welcome back to Let the, the Boys Watch, an entertainment father. podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. And on this week's episode, it was Christopher Nolan week. And the fans voted for Interstellar. So today we're talking about the 2014 sci-fi drama, Interstellar, written by Jonathan and Christopher Nolan, directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, Mackenzie Foy, Jonathan Lithgow, Timothy Chalamet, and Matt Damon with a special (laughs) guest appearance. (laughs) I'm one of you, of course, my name is Robbie, and alongside me is the man who sabotaged my Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> how you doing, Slick? The cuz. Cuz Benny, how are we feeling? Uh, absolutely terrible for many reasons, personal reasons and physical. I feel so bad. I was crying the whole time I was listening to Going Gray this week. Please, I can't believe like I put bucks. you through all that. You look like a million bucks. <laughs> and alongside us, a very, very special guest friend of the program and a friend of ours gene gene how you doing doing good doing better now than with you guys <laughs> this is Big a fantastic oh please a fantastic day for us we uh we appreciate the constant support from you and uh you know we love you so send it right back at you and alongside us one of our best friends and co-hosts ryan ryan how you doing? Doing well. I was not uh, in, you know, in and around certain sick people this weekend, so I feel pretty good. Tell me about um, it, please. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, like Robbie said, this is Let the Boys Watch. Um, we typically watch movies that either one or all of us have not seen. Um, and I believe this week we have Robbie as the person who has not seen Interstellar. Is that correct? Yeah, I didn't see any of the uh, choices we put up this week. That's right. That's right. And Benny saw it once, I think, a while ago on an airplane. Is that correct? Yeah, probably the worst way you could watch it. Yeah, probably. And uh, and I saw it. I only saw it once, uh, probably around when it came out. So it was. I remembered what happened, but um, it was kind of like watching a new movie. Gene, I I know you said in your message to us. you know, asking if you could come on and join us. That is one of your favorites. So I assume you've seen it a number of times. Yeah, number. It's 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 in the hundreds. Wow. I also show up at school, so I get to see it multiple times a year. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm sh- I'm shocked, Rob. You've never seen it. I'm shocked that you guys, it's only one, maybe, you know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I'm very curious. There's been some comments in the group text, so I'm very curious to see what... <laughs> what everyone thought um so yeah um before we get into it please send us an email and actually we have two messages today that we're going to read which i'm very excited for um but send us an email ltbwpodcast at gmail.com uh we love 
you know, hearing your feedback, tell us where we messed up. Um, give us suggestions for movies that we need to watch. I think next week we're set. And then we have maybe some holiday movies. We'll see. But yeah, let us know. Um, or tell us what you thought of the movie that we watched. We love it. And follow us on Instagram, let the boys watch pod, um, where Sick Benny puts all the cool memes and we vote every Friday. We vote on the movie that we're gonna watch. So check us out there. And while I'm plugging links, check out Gene's link, the saltandseed.com, I believe, right? There you go. Check out his uh, art and design. It's awesome. Um, so before we get into it, I want to say Robbie. Well, should we read emails first or get into it a little bit? Let's read emails. Let's do emails. Let's do emails. emails. I'm sorry. I'm I'm fucking. I, Gene's here. I'm fucking up. I'm nervous. Please. <laughs> uh, Robbie, do you want to read Kenny's or should I read eyes first? Uh, yeah, read eyes. That's a little shorter. Yeah, it's quick. So the first lady, our good friend, Aya, I think Ro- Benny's best friend, I think, Definitely. Um, sent us a quick note, and she just wanted to give us her Nolan rankings. Um, she has number one for Oppenheimer, which is, that's awesome. I can't wait to see it. Rob, we should we should do a movie night once Benny gets better. Um, just leave the red wine out of it. That's right. <laughs> wow, too soon. I saw Robbie's face. <laughs> um, number two, Dunkirk. Nice. Three, Inception. Four, Dark Knight. Five, Interstellar. We're talking about that today. Six, Tenet. Seven, Memento. Eight, The Prestige. Nine, Dark Knight Rises. Ten, Batman Begins. And she says, I have not seen the following or insomnia yet. Um, any glaring issues with the list, anybody? I think it's a pretty solid list. I think it's a solid list. I obviously, you guys know how much I gushed over Oppenheimer after we saw it. Um, there's a, not a lot of these movies that I've seen. Uh, so it's hard for me to, to you know, knock the rankings. But it seems like a solid list to me. Yeah. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, but of the rest of them, I'd probably I'd shuffle some things around. I'd probably put like in maybe Inception, Dark Knight, Interstellar, like up one or two. I do love Memento and the Prestige, so I'd probably shuffle it around a bit. But overall, pretty good list. Gene, would you say that Interstellar is number one for you? Definitely. or Yeah, I'd say one uh, A, one B with Inception for me. Um okay. Yeah, I think Dunkirk was a little high on that list for me. I um, agree. Good film, good film, but um, I think there's there's a couple of other war films that were were better than that. So, agree. Okay. Uh, Robbie, any specific issues? Well, I got issues with Aya, but not about. Uh... <laughs> Is it because she coordinated an attack on you over this? Yeah, weekend? she she coordinate like a Pearl Harbor type stealth attack on me. Um, but we won't get into that. I was uh, taken by surprise. But as of right now, I'm doing all right. But uh, I haven't seen Oppenheimer, Dunkirk, um, Tenet. But I would probably go Dark Knight. Uh, probably one for me. Inception 2. Memento 3. Uh, and I obviously haven't seen all of them, but 
Uh, I was a little little bummed that the Prestige didn't win, but I'll watch it on my own time. Yeah, maybe I'm we'll sure it'll come back for us at some yeah. point, and we'll do it. Um, she also says I can talk about Nolan movies for days, but I just need to shout out quickly Nolan for using Hans Zimmer and Ludwig Gottensen for his music. Yeah, the music was awesome. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, it's always perfect. Also, why does Matt Damon keep needing to be rescued? <laughs> Damsel in distress type shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, she came out right after this, right? Within like a year or so? Yeah, something like that. Or like within the same year, maybe even. I don't know. You didn't grow any potatoes in this movie, I don't think. No. <laughs> um, well, as always, thank you, Aya. I hope you're feeling okay. Um, but we much appreciate, you know, sending us a quick note before the episode. Um, and next time we do a Nolan episode you gotta come on we'll robbie you want for that yeah robbie you wanted yeah to, we, uh, oh sorry go ahead we were talking about it on uh on saturday i don't know if i told you about this but i got uh, sabotaged by benny and i but uh <laughs> we put uh well benny put part knowing week part two but I, I don't even think we did a part one so uh we'll no knowing week part one next time I think yeah. that that was the first sign that I wasn't feeling too well. <laughs> Maybe that you guys threw me for it. a loop when I saw that part two. I'm like, did I miss part one? I was like, no. We're going to Tarantino it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Tarantino it and do part one at a later date. Yep. Uh, all right. So I guess I'll get into uh, Kenny's email. Yeah, sure. Uh, our next email, our first and only email, comes from friend of the pod, uh, Kenny. He titled this email, holy shit, it's a long one. Make Benny read it. Well, Benny's a little bit under the weather, so he's going to hold off on this email, so I'll read it for him. Uh, Dear the boys, I haven't written in uh, in since we talked about Reservoir Dogs a couple months ago, but I've been listening, lurking, and enjoying every episode. I had some post-it notes on some back episodes and thought, fuck it, bullet-pointed, lighting round catch-up email. Feel free to screen and skip any of them. Rudy. I'm glad you guys rewatched this one so I didn't have to. I remember loving it as a kid, but in retrospect, it feels like a sappy 90s Oscar bait. Gene, what's your take on Rudy? On Rudy the film? Yeah. Yeah. Great film. Is what? Like rankings or where in the hierarchy? Eh, Just in general. Do you like it? Hate it? Yeah, I like it. Like it. Yeah, we really really like, like it. Don't love it. No, it's not like that upper echelon for me but like i think we just hate we kind of just hated uh rudy's entire family that's why we had a little uh (laughs) we didn't like the movie um the next movie there will be blood this is a top 10 film of all time for me i love how you guys really went into the opening sequences it's one of the all-time best not just because of how well pt anderson sustains dramatic tension without dialogue but also due to how well he set up the whole film you know, everything there is to know about Daniel Plainview in the first 14 minutes of the film and could probably predict his actions in every scene based on what you see in that early silver prospecting sequence. This is a pitch-perfect movie. It hits every note and hits them all so well, just like Johnny Greenwood's minimalist string and percussion score. Yeah, uh, amazing movie and a fantastic score as well. Um, next movie, The Royal Tenenbaums. This is the beginning of peak West for me, ending with Darjeeling Limited. He's so decisive it's not even worth debating what people with people that love his films. I don't remember which one of you said it be, but someone said it felt like there was something missing. 
when I get that feeling, it's usually the story. If the acting is good and the dialogue is good, it's usually the story that isn't leaving you fulfilled. Now, I really enjoyed uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Um, Gene, you saw the Tenenbaums, did you or no? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Royal Tenenbaums. I, did, did you guys have low scores on that? I'm trying to remember. I think just Not Benny did. Just Benny. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that said it felt like it was missing a little something. Okay. But I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna. I'm not hating on it by any means. Yeah, it was more of like I think um, more of that original concept film for him, and then he had some stuff that kind of fed off of that after that. But um, I don't know. I I enjoyed it in, in the time of you know where I was in my life at that time. Yeah, I think anyone that watched it when when it came out and you were like late teens, early twenties, it was like the perfect film for that. You know, if you were a cool kid. Like, I'm sure we were all cool kids. <laughs> um, Kenny was about to say, Benny made a comment direct to me about film school in this episode. It's a scam and it's overrated. All I teach you is underexpose, don't overexpose. The rule of thirds and the 180 rule. Google those three things and you're halfway there. The other half is a knowledge gained from all the great conversations you guys have just from watching all these classic films. The next film, The Big Lebowski. All right, here's where the wheels come off. On October 12, 2023, Robbie became the first person in history of ever to utter the words, and I quote, my disdain for Jeff Bridges, end quote. <laughs> and you all just let it slide. <laughs> Why, Robbie? What did the coolest, most likable, and equally talented actor of fucking American treasure do to you? Well, his face annoys me, and I just don't like him. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about him that I, I really don't like. Uh, I don't know what it is. Um Maybe I can come around, you know, in the near future. But as of right now, uh, yeah, Jeff Bridges isn't isn't in my uh, in my top ten list of, of favorite actors. So I'm sorry, Kenny. I still love you though. Uh, I need a lot of answers on this one, and hopefully, I I gave you a few. Uh, agree on the Tara Reid casting. Someone owes someone a Hollywood casting favor. Also, a top ten film of all time for me. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Someone mentioned rating prestige films higher than com comedies. Fuck that. This one's always on my all-time top ten list, and the only and and only the second comedy next to the jerk. It's a perfect this guy film. Hates pins. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect film. Hilarious, charming, scary, and sad. If you don't cry at, a little when Sean's mom dies, you're dead inside. Spoiler alert: Sean's mom. Sean's mom dies in the movie. <laughs> They had a bigger budget. I think a lot of the personality of it would have been lost. It definitely wouldn't have starred Peg and Frost. I highly recommend Spaced. Snatch. Fuck, is this a cool movie? And really enjoyed the rewatch. That's all I got. Yeah, Snatch, fantastic, and I love it. Um, Few Good Men, pass. More 90s award season bait. Love it. Yeah. Uh, the Killer. Man, what a disappointment. Great graphic novel. Too many things to not add up. A sociopath that loves the Smiths has a significant other and makes references to Popeye the Sailor Man. Acting was good, but the script felt lackluster. Yeah, I think we all agreed that the script really wasn't, um, you know, that great. And last, Interstellar. Can't wait to see what you guys say about this one. Did you know Benny watched it from the first time on a plane? <laughs> Benny, is that true? That is true. Unbelievable. You should kick him off the pot for the crime against cinema. Uh, and Kenny uh, finishes film recommendation. 
Reptile on Netflix. I have to rewatch it. Might have had too many edibles prior, but I was blown away at the tone of the film, and I think it might have been Benicio, T Benicio Del Toro's best performance next to Sicario. That's all I got, Kenny. Well, Kenny, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hopefully you still listen after my uh, Jeff Bridges take, but I'm sticking to it. Well, I can't I'm believe that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kenny. Much appreciated. Uh, looking forward to having you on again sometime soon, maybe. Um, so, Interstellar. Um, definitely one of, in my mind, one of the better space movies. I was going to say sci-fi, but there's so many sci-fi movies. Um, but definitely up there for me as space films um, for a number of reasons. But the one person who hasn't seen it up until this week, Robbie, did you know anything about it before you watched it? Did you like have any thoughts going into it? What'd you think? No, I didn't know anything about it really. Uh, I thought Interstellar was a movie about um, Dwight D. Eisenhower's interstate highway program. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was surprised when I when I saw it was about space. Um, this is probably one of the f only movies that I've never read up on, you know, to to get a spoiler about. So I didn't really know what was going on. The only thing that that kind of threw me for a loop when I was looking at the IMDb, seeing who the actors and like old Murph and young Murph, and I'm like, all right, well, something's got to, you know, be going on as far as like time travel or space travel or something like that, dealing with space. So that's the only thing that kind of tripped me up a little bit. But like I said, I love Christopher Nolan, so I really didn't have any reservations or expectations as to what the movie was. I really didn't know what what it was about, so I was kind of uh, excited and surprised about that. Nice. Um, all right, so let's get into some overall impressions then. Um, Gene is our super special guest. Do you want to go first? Like basically, just kind of your overall feelings of the movie like you love it you hate it you know whatever and then we'll do after that we'll do our scores and then we'll do specific scenes and characters and stuff like that yeah just um definitely overall really enjoyed the film um i would say even looking at the advertising for it before the film came out i was a little like interstellar okay another space film and then I saw Matthew McConaughey and I was kind of like, eh, at that point, um, you know, this is, you're looking at that era. This is 2013 when they were kind of promoting it. And uh, he wasn't really moving the needle for me as, as lead actor. And uh, I think, um, you know, he, he proved us wrong in this role. Um, I, I, you know, it's a Christopher Nolan thing, but his attention to detail um, in most of his films are, are spot on. And and I think this is this is one of those films where um, from the musical score to the story to, um, you know, just the, the cinematic, uh, you know, visuals, uh, the, the sound, the lack of sound, uh, you know, I, I, th I think I think it's a gem. You know, I think it's a beautifully done film. Uh, it just really it's a film I've seen in the theater and I've seen it, um, you know, numerous times, you know, at home, uh, you, you need to have good sound audio watching this film because, um, it's rare. I think the musical score is probably 
more important than any one character in the film. And to me, that says a lot. I can't say that about any other film. So yeah, I mean, over, overall, just a gem from, from Christopher Nolan on this one. Love it. Agree. Benny? Yeah, I mean, this is one, you know, like, it's it's funny that this is something that I saw on an airplane, but, <laughs> you know, to Gene's point, you know, watching it and appreciating it in, like, HD and with surround sound, it just brought a whole nother level of enjoyment to the movie. I enjoyed it on the plane. I just thought the story was that strong. Um, and, you know, you got the point of all the beautiful shots. And and like Gene said, I think the performance by McConaughey is just phenomenal. I think he's great in it. Um, and I was probably in the same headspace where I was like, eh, whatever, Matthew McConaughey, I could take him or leave him. Um, but this and then Wolf of Wall Street, I mean, just shot him into like a whole other stratosphere, no pun intended. Um I love this movie. I think it's great. I was so excited to watch it again. Uh, you know, usually I, I'll, I'll vote for the movie that um, we haven't seen, but I was like all about watching this one again. Um, you know, there's so many little details, like Gene said, and we'll get into them as the podcast goes on. And, and that's what I love about it. I love that the science is good, you know, and they, it even gets into, you know, even going into a black hole, quote unquote, is not going to, you know, you're never going to see the other side of it but they even use the theories of what people thought you would. So I, I just love, like, like Gene said, the attention to detail, you know, the science was good. The, the sound is amazing. The performances are great. Just a, you know, fantastic movie for me. Great. Robbie, you want to go? So, yeah, I, I wasn't, um, you know, expecting to be, well, I guess this movie to have so much emotion, uh, it was a very emotional movie. Um, the score was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I loved everything about it. Um, it brought so much tension to some scenes and and so much emotions to to, to various scenes that I just loved everything about the score. Uh, I'm glad I got a new TV because the 4K was booming in here and I loved it. The only thing, I, I, I need a new soundbar. So, but I mean, just like everybody was saying, the visuals were stunning cinematography was amazing uh the performances so many great actors and, and actresses in this movie even uh young murph was was great and jonathan lithgow that was awesome to see him on on the screen and michael kane of course i had no idea that um casey affleck was in this movie so it was nice to see him pop up on the screen and i think jessica chastain is amazing um so yeah i mean Two and a half hours plus is, is kind of long for me. It didn't feel that long, but it did drag a little bit. I did enjoy the movie. Um, I could have done maybe with like half an hour less. And sometimes I just hate when movies make me feel stupid. Um, <laughs> I, it, like some of the some of the stuff um, that they were talking about, I kind of got lost in. But I guess that's that's to be expected. But maybe not. But for me, it was like, damn it. Um, I kind of wanted to understand it better, but. As it went along, I kind of, I kind of got what was going on, but yeah, there were just some scenes that, with the visuals, I mean, we'll get into like the wave scene and things like that. That just blew me away. Uh, like you guys said, the attention to detail was spot on, and McConaughey was amazing, man. I mean, like you said, yeah, you get McConaughey from like Days of Confused. You don't know if he has like type of range. Mm. You saw that in True Detective and and Wolf of Wall Street, obviously in in, in little small part, but here he was just 
all the emotions that he portrayed in this movie was amazing. I thought he was phenomenal in this movie. I thought it was a an A plus performance by him. Okay. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. Uh, again, cinematography was fantastic. The music, the score was fantastic. But the thing that I love the most about this movie is not normally I would love the emotions, the, you know, the human condition of a movie or um, stuff like that. The relationships between, uh, you know, Matthew McConaughey and Murph, um, not Matthew McConaughey and his son, because he clearly doesn't give a fuck about his son. <laughs> um but the thing I loved about this movie the most was the science and the, you know, obviously there's things that are theoretical. There's things that are uh, embellished for cinema, of course, that, you know, probably either don't exist or or we don't really know, but probably don't exist. Um, but give me some like complicated science and I'm fucking all in like fourth dimension. Yeah, give me that shit. Gravity. <laughs> give it to me. Uh, Tesseracts, love it. Um, so that was what really, beyond some of the other pieces, uh, what really makes me love this movie. Um, I do agree with Robbie though. I think I wish it was a little shorter, but I was trying to think, and we'll talk about this later, but like, there's not much that you can really cut because like everything is important to the story. So, like, you'd have to maybe make like little cuts here and there to just like tighten it up a little bit, but. There's no like major plot points that you could just be like, ah, forget this and move on. So, but yeah, love it. Love the science. We'll talk about all, you know, all that stuff, I'm sure, a little later. Um, but let's get into some plum scores. Before um, we do, oh, I, I wanted to, to jump on your guys' point of it being like you feeling like it was too long. And I was thinking the same thing going in. I was like, I really don't feel like sitting here, like feeling like crap for a two and a half hour movie. And I was intentionally looking for things that I would I would have cut out just so I could have something to talk about. But what I loved about this movie is when there was a chance to just jump, they just jumped. There was no like, oh, fucking around. Yeah, yeah, we're not fucking around. Like even when he's driving off the the farm, it's right to them taking off. There's no in between of them like, oh, let's get ready to get on the ship. It's like, no, he's leaving. He's taking off. And so that's that's what I loved about it is that even when. You know, it was two and a half hours, but it was well worth the time for me. Agree. It definitely like there was agency with every scene. Um, And even I watched it with my wife and she was like, that's it. They asked him to fly a rocket. And he just <laughs> fucking leaves. Like, what's going on? And I was just like, they got to go. Got to save humanity. Um, But yeah, no, I agree. Like, that's what makes it hard. It's long, but it's long. Maybe there's some. Maybe the cinema or the movie itself is orbiting a black hole. So the time dilation is <laughs> fucked up. That's why it's so long. Um, Plum scores. Gene, as our super special guest, oh. you choose. You get to either go first or last. I will go last. Nice. All right. Benny, Robbie, Ryan. I'll go first. Go um. Yeah, so super excited to watch this, obviously, again. I just thought that there was so much that I got out of it this time, watching it with surround sound, so that helped. I I forgot all, like, the poignancy, and maybe it just hits a little bit harder now with stuff like with the climate change and even them being like, oh, the Apollo missions never happened, and, like, just, like, sweeping all that stuff under the rug. Like, I don't know. A lot of those things hit a little bit different, you know, now. Um, 
but yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. I let, you know, I didn't comment on eyes list because I probably would put this movie as far as Nolan goes, maybe my two or my three um, with the dark Knight. you know, in between, you know, I probably flip flop and on that and then go in um, inception number four. So I'm going to go high on this one. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Um, I just think it's a great movie. I, like, you know, we've mentioned with, the, I love a crazy science plot um yeah everything about this movie i was just a big fan of so 9.5 nice robbie you want to go or you want me to go i can go i'm not going to go yeah. as as high as uh benny i did enjoy the movie i did um it did feel long to me um i'm not heavy on the sci-fi i don't think i've ever been a big sci-fi guy but i just have to you know, praise again the attention to detail and everything that that they did with this movie, and how I read up like how true it was to I guess the science aspect of it, or as close as it could come. Um, I did enjoy that. Like you said, I did enjoy the the emotions of the movies. I did enjoy the plot. Maybe give me some. Um, well, it probably would have been a four-hour movie. They gave me backstory of like, or show <laughs> me some. You know, some backstory of what like how these this like disaster came or this like crop disaster happened i would love to see that but i understand it would have been six hours um i'm not gonna go pretty low but i'll go 8.4 for this love it um i'm gonna kind of split the difference here i agree like i really like it a lot um for the, the reasons I said, so the science of it. Um, but even though there's nothing I can really point to that I would want to cut out, it just it felt like it dragged a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna go 8.8. .8. Um, so very high score for me, but still not in the nines. Like I was kind of looking at some of my other scores and I was like, all right, I'd rather watch this again over Interstellar. I'd rather like this movie I loved, but I don't need to watch it again for another 10 years. Like I I'm okay on watching it for a while, but 8.8 .8. Gene. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. You know, I try to, um, you know, look at it from a global viewpoint a little bit, but I keep going back. I feel like he, uh, when I say he, Christopher Nolan, like he's like tailoring this film for me. Um, and I know that's weird and a little geeky to say, but it's like, and to, to your point, like you may not watch it for 10 years. I feel like this movie gets better, like fine wine, like with every watching it's, it's one of those things where if I hear the soundtrack and I'm in a different room, like, I feel like, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up a little bit. Like that's just, that's what it does for me. And, and maybe that's because I've seen it so many times and I've, and, you know, it's kind of, you know, become ingrained in me, um, you know, kind of the fabric of the film a little bit, but uh, I know Robbie had mentioned, he was just like, oh, I hate a film, you know, that makes me feel dumb or whatnot. And, and he definitely, he toes the line right there, right on the edge with a lot of his films with that, um, you know, and, I know he he brought in uh, Kip Thorne, the theoretical physicist, um, yep. for you know guiding this to be as as scientifically accurate as possible, while still giving him him you know like that parallel creative weaving as as it goes along. I know he he uh, Nolan had said that um, Kip Thorne was like going like no you need to do this you need to he goes they're not gonna the audience is not gonna <laughs> be able to digest this so he. Even, <laughs> 
as much as we got and still like, you know, kind of, you know, um, you know, trying to comprehend everything. He, he definitely dumped it down for, I think his, his general public, if that it could even be, you know, titled that for this film, but um, it's cool. I mean, I've even had different experiences watching it with my students over the years and, and having my high level AP students comment and kind of give it a little different perspective on, on the, you know, uh, physics aspect of it and time dilation and, you know, it's been pretty cool to see them kind of explain it, you know, that high level thinking in a different way. I, I think of myself as a fairly intelligent person, but it's still that the whole time slippage, it's it's very hard, you know, to just be like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I, you know, and relativity and, and all right, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I, under, I understand it on some level, but then just, you know, the fact that that is real is, is, is pretty wild. So yeah, definitely kind of geek out on the science as well. Uh, Ryan, you know, it's, uh, it's there and it, it, it digs it, it, it's hooks in you. And, uh, all right, my score, um, I don't believe in absolute perfection, but this, uh, for me comes as close to it. Um, I'm a nine, nine for this one. My first plumbing. Oh, nice. Love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, when, when you said like he, you felt like he made this movie for you, like I felt that because I, I love all that stuff, you know, and it's, I have a very surface level understanding of like relativity and black holes and wormholes and stuff like that. And like, this is just the perfect movie for me because it's, it, it gives you like a, you know, a surface level of that stuff, but also has fun with it. And and that's what I loved about this movie so much is if you are familiar with any of these theories and um you know the way gravity affects time and stuff like that, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh it, it's just it's just a fun it's a fun movie. Wow. Really quick science stuff. <laughs> Isn't it wild that fucking Einstein came up with a lot of this shit and like people are still talking like it's it just blows my mind that that many years ago he was like yeah relativity and like people are still working out intricacies of these things that he talked about so long ago i think that's insanity i can't believe people's brains work like that it's so crazy <laughs> well that's what you know I, I i love um i'll get lost on like neil degrasse tyson uh on like his tiktok and i just love that he again it's he makes that type of stuff fun and like he's never going to get too into the weeds but yeah. He, I love when he talks about like Isaac Newton and he just loves Isaac Newton and he's like, I'm going to figure out, you know, he didn't know obviously gravity, but I'm going to figure out all this stuff. And he says he invents calculus to be able to explain gravity. Yeah. And then he turns 26. So it's like, like you said, like the way people's minds work in, in this space is just so insane. And I, I, I love it. Love it. So crazy. If you think right, what's more, isn't that one of the big challenges? <laughs> Right. Is like taking this high level stuff and being like, all right, how do we package it for the general public? Right. Even with Oppenheimer, you know, kind of like that same thing. It's like some high yeah. level stuff. And they, you know, they it, definitely do it in a beautiful way. You know that there's executives that are talking to Nolan and they're like, listen, we love this film. <laughs> Can you make it a little dumber? Because we don't think anyone's going to be able to understand it. And he's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, yeah, I'll give you the bookshelf scene. <laughs> right yeah that'll make sense to everybody <laughs> right i was gonna say what's more insane uh einstein's theory of relativity or him banging his cousin <laughs> that's i did not know that they're both pretty crazy 
But to be fair to him, a lot of people did that back then. So whatever. I know the fifties were a wild time. <laughs> no, but I, I'm I, even that. I'm always amazed by how smart these people are. It's insane. Like even while, even while I work, there's like these people that win, like just are winning like fields, medals, and all these awards for how like in in physics and all these different things. And I'm like, it's insane to even think about how smart these people are and the shit that they're doing. And it's, I I could never in my wildest dreams imagine what goes on in their head crazy and then here i am i don't know constantly spilling the milk when i put it in my coffee every morning <laughs> so like i guess i'm just dumb yeah. um and i'm i'm bashing the movie to say it should be 20 minutes <laughs> uh, shorter <laughs> me no understand <laughs> me stupid well, I'm, yeah please um all right do you guys want to do um characters or scenes first go scenes all right um let's do let's do favorite scenes um gene again as our special guest you get to go either first or last in favorite scenes all right i'll go i'll go first this time okay um, hands down favorite scene in not only the movie but probably in all of cinema for me is the right after they um, leave Miller's planet and they lose that 23 plus years, uh. right? And they go back and they see Romilly open, you know, and he gets that 23 plus year update from all the videos from family. Just uh, on another level, um, that that's that scene eviscerated me the first time I saw it and, and it still does to this day. I don't know if it was... Uh, it was, this is 2014, so my my son was about two years of age, and being a father, I think definitely gave that scene more context to see your child grow up, literally in front of your eyes, and see all those key moments and sad, you know, and just um, why like just even talking about it, like it's it's just uh, it's I got so the chills, heavy. yeah, yeah, it's so heavy. So for yeah, it's hands down, I'm a favorite favorite scene. And again, not good, you know, like, cause it's just like, I don't know. It, it just, how it affects you is, is, is wild. Great choice. It was such a, such like one of the most emotional scenes that I think I watched on film. It was so gut wrenching and, uh, I loved it. It definitely got, I got ahead the dust bust here because it was getting a little <laughs> dusty in, in the room. So I had that going. So nothing, you know, I was glad that, you know, the tears didn't start flowing, but, um, Somebody commented on our page that GIF and I didn't know what it was from, but I ha I knew it was it, it had to be something important. And watching that, I mean McConaughey saying basically nothing, just his emotions, the range of emotions that he portrayed in that scene was was amazing. Definitely one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Interesting fact behind that, um, McConaughey. Or I'm just trying to think of when I, I had heard this is that he didn't want to see the video um, of what the kid said prior to his acting uh, scene. So he said, nope, show it to me. Whatever happens, happens. Let's roll. Let's do this. So they did it. And and then they went and did um, a couple more shoots of the, that scene. And they went with the first scene. And that's the one we get in the movie where it's just like, it's like literally like raw emotion, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, knowing yeah, I love that. that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean that when Tom rolls up with his son, um, Jesse, I was just like, 
just punched me in the face. That was <laughs> that was tough to watch. And I think, Gene, I think you're right. Like, um, being a father like makes you it hits different. Um, when you see that, like, imagine not being able to see the birth of your grandson, uh, or you know your family, your children growing up literally in a matter of a couple minutes because of these videos like wild but yeah agree um anyone want to go next i can go go ahead uh well yeah um i figured i wasn't gonna get that 23 year scene uh coming to me so i'm gonna go with the docking scene the one where uh when man blows up uh whatever spaceship he was on uh, I thought that was amazing. Um, so much tension. Uh, the score was gripping. The organs in that score was awesome. Um, I mean, of course you knew that he was going to land and, and dock it, but just, you know, the lead up to it was so gripping that I, I, I thought it was one of the, I mean, it wasn't a, a you know, huge, you know, 20 minute scene. It was like a five, 10 minute scene, but it was so intense. And the lead up to it had me on the edge of my seat and, uh, you know, coupled that with, with the score and everything like that. I just thought it was awesome. Uh, definitely one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, I'm just glad that him and Tars are working it out and they were able to, <laughs> to dock the, the, uh, the spaceship. I just love like even him, just like McConaughey, just like with gravity, just pulling him and he just like stuck there. And trying to fucking dock it. I was like, this is so awesome. I, I loved every minute of it. And I mean, like Gene said, that that score, you know, propelled that scene for me. It was just everything about that score made that scene, like I said, tense and enjoyable and scary. All these various emotions I was having just based off the score uh, throughout that scene. So yeah, the docking scene is was one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie. Yeah, especially since... Um man blows the airlock and you're just like, oh shit. Like what they <laughs> now? Like you just, you're like, you're, you're defeated. And like within seconds, he's just like, nope, assess this. And you're like, what? That's so, <laughs> Matt Damon. Just always fucking something up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll get into it later or not, but I want a quick, a reaction. Did you know Matt Damon was in it? Or did you did you see that or did you get surprised that he showed up? I had no Me? clue. Yeah, I didn't know either. Uh when I first watched it. Robbie, what about this time for you? I did because like I said, I saw it. So, I was so list. mad. Yeah. Um, were I you was then, so mad? Were you, you then were you like, where the fuck up? is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for him to pop up. And then when he was in the uh, jacuzzi, I, when they went there and he was in the jacuzzi, I knew that was gonna, he was gonna pop up. Yeah. <laughs> Benny, you wanna go? Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the water planet scene just because of how tense it was. Sorry, buddy. Um, Fucker. <laughs> I love it. I mean, and that's the first time you. There's so much that plays off of it to like the point where they talk about how. Even though they gave like a good signal that everything was OK there because of the time slippage, like that could have been minutes ago for for Miller, but. You know, it's in reality, it's been all these years. I love the um, the soundtrack while they're on that that planet. And one of my favorite facts in the whole movie is that 
during that whole time on the planet, you hear like a ticking in the in the music. And every one of those ticks uh, is a day passing on Earth. So, again, you know, we talked about all those little details of the movie, like throwing something like that in there is just so cool. The visual of the wave, um, you know, when they say, oh, just once we get to those mountains and then Makata's like, oh, those are our mountains. Uh, <laughs> just so just so much uh, tension in that scene and and them, you know, finally getting off. Um, I love it. Just fantastic. I, I love the detail that they put into all the different worlds and something like this, a planet that is just water with just a tidal wave that's constantly circling the the planet. It was just so cool. Um, and yeah, I love it. And our boy Tar saving the day. Yeah, that was awesome when he did when he saved Anne Hathaway. <laughs> and uh, what was uh, what's that guy's name? Bentley, Wes Bentley, I think was well, that other yeah. guy. Um, yeah, they were just like, eh, forget him, whatever. <laughs> um, I was gonna, I'm great scene. I was gonna pick that mainly because of the of the you know the water and the you know the tidal wave, um, scene. But so I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Tesseract scene, and I don't know, I I think I love it for the science behind it or the idea of the science behind it, maybe the theory behind it. I don't love the narrative part of it. Like I, I guess if you don't understand like what the hell's going on, like it seems stupid. Like you're just like, all right, so you're telling me that Matthew McConaughey went into this black hole and just ended up behind his, his daughter's bookcase. Like, really? I don't think so. But at least the way I understand it, and please anyone correct me, is basically by entering that black hole, he is now able to be in that fourth dimension, which is time. So you have XYZ as far as the 3D world, the physical world. But now since time is now available... There is no real time. It's not like he went back in the past. He's just has all of his life laid out in front of him. And he's conveniently, but I think obviously for the story, but also for what McConaughey wants, that's where he ends up. And then kind of tying everything together with giving the binary code. But what's funny about that is if he actually listened to what, the code said of stay then he wouldn't have been able to actually do it because he wouldn't have went on the trip so it's kind of a little bit of a mind fuck but but that's what i like about it and i love the visuals and how they tried to show that kind of fourth dimension um but i do think that narratively it's like it's like all right like you go on the black hole and now you're in a bookcase like eh. <laughs> And Tars is there somehow. I don't know. So this is how I understood it. And it's okay, please. he essentially the Tesseract was put together by whatever civilization lived on. And they eventually got to understand these other dimensions and were able to put that together for him. And they put him in that situation. And the first thing he sees is he's distraught he's telling himself to stay but then he figures it out and then oh shit i understand i can go through time 
And that's when he goes, okay, give me the, give me the coordinates in binary. And then he goes back to that and drops the coordinates. And so he does go. So then he can go forward and give the, you know, the, I guess the, the data from the black hole onto the watch. Right. Because he knows later in life, she's going to get that. So his first raw motion is stay. Right. But, but then he figures it out and like, then kind of puts everything in motion and, and, um, you know, gives the data for the black hole that ends up being able to save humanity. So that's how I took it. Right. And because of that, Oh, go ahead, Gene. Yeah. I I think the first time I watched that scene in the Tesseract, I thought it was like a little hokey. And I think that's because I didn't fully understand what was going on there and what was trying to be conveyed. And then, you know, after, you know, multiple watchings and and you see that, like Benny said, that was, you know, the future generations, you know, being able to convey that back in it. And they created a 3d construct to convey the fifth dimension world that, you know, with the quantum data that they eventually get. Um, yeah. I don't know, it's wild. It's that, that whole like kind of, life cycle of, of information. And, uh, it is wild. And I totally agree with Benny is that his, his first gut reaction is stay. Like he sees his daughter in the room and, you know, that's what he should have done and totally realizes it as he, after he has some time to process it, you know, which that's a lot to figure out that it's not they, (laughs) you know, like, but he figures it out. Right. Yeah. Well, here's how I interpret it in notes that I put down. So this is my own words. It says, wormholes do not appear naturally. As Coop notes, it's, it must have been placed there by someone or something. This is my words. Early in the film, we were led to believe that a benevolent, ultra-advanced civilization has placed it there. Aliens, basically, extraterrestrial Samaritans. Again, my words. Later in the film, Coop interprets day as us. They didn't bring us all here. Coop tells the robot TARS, we brought ourselves. It is Coop himself who sent in the coordinates to NASA and the quantum data from the Tesseract. Again, my words. <laughs> it's implied that the ultra-advanced civilizations are, in fact, humans from the future who have mastered quantum mechanics to the extent where they exist in five dimensions. That is, they can move forwards and backwards in time and space with ease. So, this is what I, that's how what I kind of <laughs> thought about when I was watching the movie. So, this is why we thoughts. say you're the brains of the podcast. Please, just my thoughts. But yeah, it's crazy. I, I reading that. Still, I'm still. I still. My brain is mush. I I have no idea. So, it's crazy. People can even come up with that stuff. I know. That's what blows my mind. Love it though. Like I, I almost love concepts that I don't understand. Like I, I like understand sort of. Like all right, I understand like what you're trying to say, but. In general, I don't actually understand it. I just pretend <laughs> oh, I do. There's definitely a fine line. Have you guys seen Tenet? Yes. Not yet. No. So what I would say is, and, and not to spoil it for anybody, but he almost outkicked his coverage in, in that film. Like, I still kind of was like, all right, I like the challenge. I like being kind of right <laughs> outside that. And I'm like, I was less, left grasping at straws. Like, I was <laughs> I, I, I came back and I went to YouTube and I, you know, had people explain it, then watch it again, then enjoyed it more, but was still like, I'm on a lower level here than what's going on. I, I love that this is his lane and it's like crazy out there theories and, 
you know, super scientific movies like Oppenheimer and stuff like that. I love that he picked this lane for himself and committed so hard to like the details and all this kind of stuff, because, you know, even something like Inception where you have to like think about, you know, I I love that. And and I think that's why I love his movies so much is they really do make you think and learn and then go back and watch and like you get a better understanding of it that second time around. Agree. Um, any Ani mentions for favorite scenes from anybody? Well, Robbie mentioned mine. That that locking that locking scene was uh, was so intense from the school yeah. and just everything just heavy. And the water scene was the other Ani mentioned. So you guys you guys are right right in tune with me. Yeah. I love the uh, the the battle scene with Matt Damon. Uh, you know, I love you know him dealing with the loss of oxygen and Damon just kind of being like a dick, but like <laughs> not, but like, you know, I would have did it. You would have did it. Everyone would have did it. Um, I just thought it was, it was cool to see them two face off. I loved um, the fact, you know, something like they're not being, there's an atmosphere, but it's not a hundred percent what you need. And his helmet cracks, but he doesn't die right away because, you know, there is something there. So the science behind that was great. Um, and just seeing those two go toe to toe, please. My bees were blown off. <laughs> um, I loved it. I loved seeing those two go toe to toe. And I just love that whole spiraling of man isn't who he portrayed him as. And, you know, I love how they subtly alluded to it when he's talking about his robot. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, no, don't worry about don't worry about what's on there but you know in reality it has probably all the data that you know the life uh life on that planet wouldn't be habitable so i just love that whole spiral out of control of his character the raw humanity yeah yeah he plays that character well that swarmy like just yeah. hateable dick i'll investigate any anyone i want you fucking cocksucker <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's good like that. Um, the drone chase was cool. I love that in the beginning of the movie. I thought that was really that was really uh, done well. Um, thought that was cool, just driving to the cornfield, um, and obviously again the score in that scene as well. So I thought that was that was really fun to start the movie off like that. Uh, I forgot to mention in my actors, Timothy Chalamet. How you doing? Um, I didn't say his name in in there, so it was nice to see him, a young Chalamet. So Chalamet. Chalamet. Um any any others? Anything with Lickgo. I mean, come on. He's oh, the best. The best. And of course, um wow. I was just gonna call him out and now I forget his name. Stupid. Michael Kane. Oh thank you, Michael Kane. The best. I just love the way he talks. I know I was trying to get his accent down for the for the pod, but I couldn't get it. No. <laughs> Someone said Next he time. only speaks in three word bursts. <laughs> I forget who said it, but if you like listen to him, he always talks in three words <laughs> to tell you everything you need. And like that like That's unlocks. <laughs> the fuck. Now every time I see a movie with him, I'm gonna yeah. think that. Uh, his, worst, his worst scene though is when he's dying though because you can't understand him 
Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't understand. I'm sitting there going, what, what is he saying? This sounds like it's supposed to be important. I can't get some subtitles here. Uh, always sub, always go subtitles, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's uh let's move on. Does anyone have any? Or I mean, we typically all pick one, but does anyone? Wait, who went last? Should we just snake draft it? Yeah, I think Robbie went last. All right, Robbie, least favorite scene. What do you got? Um, I didn't really have a, a lot of least favorite scenes, but I'll go with uh, my least favorite scene is when uh, Coop reunites with his uh, daughter at the end of the movie. Not because of I didn't like it. It's because you, they didn't see each other for like 890 years. And <laughs> he gets there and they have a heartfelt moment for like two minutes. And, and he's like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go save Dr. Brand. I'm out of here. I didn't enjoy that. I wanted more. Uh, it was emotional, but you know, give me more. If I if I haven't seen my daughter in like eighty years, I'm not going to spend five minutes with her while she's dying. I, you know, I'm going to spend a little bit more time with this. So, I just want a little more. That felt a little rushed. In in a long ass movie, you know, I'd rather take ten more minutes of them just reuniting and maybe walking around Coop Island, you know, reminiscing, <laughs> having a couple of LOLs, maybe maybe like a couple of drinks. Couple cigs or something like that. Just give me some more. That's all I wanted. Agree. And that was also my least favorite scene. More not because of that, but because doesn't even give any fucks about his son. No, he doesn't ask about him. Doesn't give a (laughs) shit. No mention of Tom the entire time. Terrible. Uh, who's next? Me. Um. I don't know if I have a least favorite scene. I, I think the only thing that I didn't like was the principal scene. And it's just, you know, like yeah. that whole anti-science thing that like, and and I think it was just triggered of like how we are, you know, it seems like we're getting a little t- in today's society. So that kind of triggered me a little bit, but yeah, no, I, for me, I, I enjoyed everything about this movie. So, you know, to give it a 9.5, it's hard to pick out a scene that I really didn't like, but I'll go with that because I can totally see it's almost like that idiocracy where things are going bad for us as a planet. And we just choose to ignore it instead of dealing with it. Um, Like the don't look up kind of thing. So I'll I'll go with that. It's a a little too close to home. Would have been nice if they showed president Camacho (laughs) real quick. (laughs) Watering the crops of Brondo. It's got what plants crave. They could have they could have fixed the whole movie in ten seconds. That's right. Uh, Gene, you got any least favorite scenes? Yeah, not to repeat the uh, reunion with Murph, um, but definitely agree with Robbie there. Um, way too brief. I feel like more stuff needed to be unpacked. Even even if we were told that there was a little walk around, and uh, it was it was just so yank off the the bandage. But I will say what I think salvaged that moment a little bit is Murph does narrate the end of the film from that kind of bed scene. Um, when she says, go, you know, no, no father should watch their child die, go to brand. You need, you know, she's, she's laying down for the long nap, you know, under our new son, under our new home, you know, and it like the score just, you know, elevates in volume and presence so I was like, all right, it, it goes from like just a, a you know a lack a lackluster scene with like 
you know, needing a little bit more uh, bonding time to just, uh, all right, they, they salvaged it. <laughs> you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure if you talk to somebody, you know, some more of that hit the cutting room floor when, uh, you know, the film house was like, yeah, no, nope, we got to cut, we got to cut some more out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie can't be three and a half hours. Cut some <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just I I need I mentioned it quick before, but my wife's least favorite scene is one hundred percent when they ask him to be a pilot and he just fucking leaves in four seconds, <laughs> <laughs> goes and packs a bag and says later. Um, yeah, how many how many years has it been since he's he's flown? Like that's that was the other thing. Like I know, you know like you're a great pilot, and then all of a sudden he's piloting a fucking billion dollar thing. Like. Did he get any training? Like, did they run him through the simulator? I mean, maybe, probably. I don't know. Yep. You said you wanted to cut some stuff out of the movie. Yeah, I know, but not that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh, least favorite character? Start with that. Yeah, we could do that. Again, Gene, is your your choice first or last? All right. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, mine, I think, has to be Doctor Brand, the OG Brand, um, for the the monstrous lie. You know. Yeah. Just uh, that, that. I mean, that scene when we, they get that information, even though we can't understand. You know, <laughs> when he's kind of admitting to what's going on. You're still like, what did he admit to? I don't understand. I lied. Um, they do kind of they bring that full circle in that scene where, where it's transmitted from, uh, from Murphy Cooper saying, Hey, sorry, Dr. Brand, your father died. And, and she goes to shut it off and then says, did you know, did you know, Dr. Brand, did my father know, did he leave me here to die like that? You know? And then, uh, and then Dr. Mann chimes in. I know what he's talking about, you know, like, so <laughs> just, yeah. Of course, Matt Damon, that little fuck. That sneaky bastard. <laughs> I think it would be too obvious to go Dr. Man for me, so that's why I went with uh Dr. Brand. Good choice. Um anyone want to go next? I don't want to steal anybody, so I'll I'll defer. All right, so I'm gonna steal yours, and it's gonna be that idiot teacher. <laughs> and nice. get it. <laughs> that taught that was just like that's a federal textbook. Like, oh, okay, lady. The That's opposite. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Get at it. Like, I mean, it, Benny's right. What he said before, like, it's it hits harder now because of, and I think where we live, it's not as big a deal, but there are places that are, you know, doing this kind of stuff, but where they're doing book bannings and, and things of that nature where you're just like, oh, I really hope we don't get to a point where they're like completely just erasing accepted history and stuff like that. But yeah, fuck that lady. I'm glad he got Murph suspended and they went to the baseball game. <laughs> Robbie. I defer to you. Uh, I'm going to go with Topher Grace as Getty just because like Topher Grace, like what the fuck? Like <laughs> out of all the people that popped up in this movie, he was like the one that I was like, what? And he just took me out of it a little bit. Um, and just coming out of left field and getting the girl, getting Murph, uh, you know, 
she was made to be such a pri- uh, prize in this movie. Everybody loved her. And she ends up with Topher Grace. Like, come on, get get out of here with that. So Topher Grace is Getty. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Very random. Yeah, what did Topher <laughs> Grace have a do to you? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like his face. No, very random casting. I I totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That seventy shows the in, Interstellar. Like that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dazed and confused to Interstellar. True. Or hey, McConaughey's a dime. That's true. Can't deny <laughs> that. Robbie. Uh, my least favorite character is Doctor Brand. Uh, that's because of my unfiltered absolute hatred for Anne Hathaway. I think she stinks. I think she's the worst. (laughs) I can't stand her. I don't like her at all. Everything about her I don't like. She's the worst. Um, I wish they... I would have rather took Julia Roberts as Dr. Brand. Oh, come on. Please. (laughs) Uh, Black hole would have been in her huge mouth. (laughs) Anne Hathaway doesn't have a huge mouth? Not as big as hers. Yeah, Anne Hathaway missed me with that. I can't stand her. Uh, shut up with the love speech. We're talking about space, sweetheart. We're not talking about love right now. We're trying to save the planet. <laughs> I don't care about you. I don't care about your love speech. Your dad ruined everybody, screwed everybody. He's got people going away for 800 years because he lied about plan A. I'm done with her. I never want to see her in another movie again. Dr. Brand, Anne Hathaway, take a hike. Please. I don't, that's a bad take. That's my that's my best take of the year. <laughs> Anne Hathaway stinks. <laughs> I liked it with the short hair too. Robbie, who do you like less? Anne Hathaway or Jeff Bridges? Or Tara Reed. Nice. Well, I I like uh I like Jeff Bridges more than I like Anne Hathaway. I like Tony Lester more than I like <laughs> Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I'm wow. shocked. I'm shocked. Me too. Yeah, the, the bridges uh, the thing I redact- can understand. Anne Hathaway is a national treasure. I'm shocked. No, the the last name redacted household, um, my household, and the Michelle Bryan last name redacted household. Uh, it's not. This is not Anne Hathaway uh, household. Really, it's not Anne Hathaway country. Yeah, she stunk as Catwoman. She stunk as everything else. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. So. Anne Hathaway, if you listen, I'm sorry, but please come on the pod and discuss. All right. Anne Hathaway week next week. We're going to do three Anne Hathaway movies. <laughs> please, let's do it. Wow. You can. You got three Anne Hathaway movies you can name? Uh, yeah. Interstellar. Yes. <laughs> Prince's Diaries. Devil Prince's Diaries Prada. 2. Prince's Bride 3. <laughs> all right, we'll do that. <laughs> um, all right. Learn something new about my friends every day. I love it. Um, all right. Favorite character. Sorry, off, Robbie. Uh, Robbie, sorry. Well, my least favorite character isn't actually a human being. It's my main man, Tars. He was my favorite character in this movie. I love the emotion out of him. I love the sense of humor. Um, I don't know what it is about it, but I just love. I love the friendship between him and uh, him and and Coop. I don't know. Just the both of them just vibing up each other and bouncing up each other and, you know, just having that that beautiful moment in the uh, Tesseract. And even at the end of the movie, when he's uh, basically uh, 
you know, putting a sense of humor down from like 90 to like 75 and then to 60. I just loved him. And I, something about Tars in this movie that really uh, pulled out my heartstrings and him saving, I mean, I wish he wouldn't know, but him saving Anne Hathaway, I thought that was amazing. <laughs> and it, like, even just the, uh, the way that was filmed and how they shot that. I I know. It, I just loved it so much. So uh, obviously I could have went chalk and went, and, and went McConaughey, which is well-deserved, but I just went off the grid a little bit and went with Tars, who I really enjoyed in this movie. Did you hope that Tars saved the other guy instead of Anne Hathaway because you hate her so much? Yeah, Doyle. I was hoping because I, I I found Doyle more attractive than Anne Hathaway, so I was hoping that they would have saved him instead of Anne Hathaway. They let her let her float into another, another dimension, maybe the sixth dimension. Wes Bentley, American Beauty, Hunger Games. He's in a bunch of cool things. There's so many more people I, I would have casted besides Anne Hathaway. Crazy. Dua Lipa. What about Dua Lipa? <laughs> definitely an un, unlikable character in the film. I just um I don't understand the Anne Hathaway hate overall. Yeah, this is unhinged. Yeah, I'm losing it. I'm sorry. It's because I'm I, I, I might miss Thanksgiving. I don't know. I'm losing it. I'm losing uh, it. Um wait, who goes next? I think it's me. It is. Do I go chalk here? I mean, we have a very special guest, so I could leave chalk to him. Um, I I'm not going Anne Hathaway because you know, as much as I want to defend her honor, she's not the best character in the in the film. Give me, uh, David Giassi as Romilly. I like this character. Um, I, I thought he did a good job with it. I love that he, um. You know, where whereas the dude, what's his name? Let me uh, find it here. Where Doyle was like science only, which obviously was probably what the mission needed. Romilly did have that human side to him. Um, I loved it. You know, I, I love that scene when uh, they get back from the water planet and, and just the way he delivers the lines of like, I've been waiting for so many years. And, you know, I, I took plenty in, uh, of long naps and stuff like that. I, I just liked him as a character. I was bummed when he died. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give him props and say that he was my favorite character. Dude, how do you not like, honestly, how do you not kill yourself 23 years by yourself? Yeah. Well, with a robot, I guess. No way. Whew. Yeah. I'm surprised was a dream. dream. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't go crazy. Yeah. Uh, I might take a long nap though. Yeah. 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 No, I know, but I I'm surprised when I first watched it all those years ago, I thought when they came back he was going to like have lost his mind and like try yeah. and kill him or something, but I guess that's <laughs> yeah. more like a alien or, you know, a scary space movie. Uh, I don't want to derail off the topic real quick, but please Explain it to me as a fifth grader. How come uh, Coop didn't age? Yeah, I don't know. Beca- because he... <laughs> oh, so okay. Because of gravity. Right. And it, the gravity was so strong because they were so close to the black hole. Time moves slower for you. Right. So everybody else ages at the normal rate. But for him, time was so slow that he didn't age or he aged like the normal amount of time 
that he experienced. So if he was on the planet for an hour, he aged an hour, but everybody else aged at their normal rate. So that's why they had the the dude stay outside of the of the gravitational pull of the black hole so that they would experience time normally and just the people that went down to the planet did. Thank you. That makes a lot more sense. And some might even say time keeps on slipping. slipping. <laughs> so, I went down a little you. I didn't know that. Quick, like real quick, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole, like thinking about this movie, and I found out something I thought was interesting that they have to recalibrate the satellites that orbit our Earth because their time is actually off because of gravity. They don't they're not experiencing the same time as us on the surface of the Earth. I think that's wild because I mean, they're far away, but. In context of like this, they're not that far away, yeah. but they still have to get calibrated. That's wild. Yeah, I think they even say the astronauts in, in space just being in space. Yeah, from us. Yeah, so crazy. Wild. Science, baby. Um, <laughs> Gene, why don't you go uh, next, and then I'll go last, so I don't steal. Okay. Um, hate going this route because it's a little obvious, but uh, my man Cooper. Um, He's surrounded by intellects, um, Anne Hathaway, you know, so, you know, he's, he's the relatable character. Um, I just feel like he was on like a tour de force, uh, with this role and even where he was, I think, um, true detective was around that time, Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, he just turned me 180 degrees on, on viewing him as an actor. Um, and just, uh, he just crushed it in this role. So. It was tough not to. Tough not to go that route. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna coops off the board. I was gonna pick Anne Hathaway just to stick it in Robbie's craw, <laughs> but I'm not because while I don't hate her, she wasn't the best part of this movie. Yeah. Um. I'm actually gonna go with John Lithgow. He had a really small role. But I just, I just love him so much. Like I don't best. know what it is about him. I just love him. Uh, we, I know we good. we barely touched on on Dexter a little bit last week, but he's in season four of Dexter, and he's fucking incredible. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. I know you're listening. Please come on the show and tell us about it. Oh, yeah, please. please. It seemed like such an atypical role for him, at least from what I've seen um in him so i think that's what was that was so impressive too yeah like the grumpy old man yeah he nailed it love it um all right um so i don't know if we're gonna have much to say about this topic because you know a lot of us have some high scores but is there any way that we could make this movie better in your mind um again gene first or last I, I would go back to kind of what I mentioned before. I think and this isn't necessarily making the film better. Um, I know everybody kind of mentioned the, the time, the length of the film, which I think is something Nolan always struggles with. Um, but I do think he he doesn't have filler, you know, like it may be a long film, but you're like, nope, tough, tough to cut that out. Um, 
I I just go back to I think this film gets better like wine. Like you watch it again and it and maybe that's just me, but I just feel like multiple watchings um allow you to kind of absorb things a little differently. Um and appreciate it. You know, it's some, you know, I think we all have our favorite films that you could come on whenever. This is one of those for me, but um I wouldn't change it. I would just say it kind of gets better like fine wine. Fair. Wash and repeat. Okay. Robbie, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Probably just shorten it. I mean, obviously, I mean, you guys kind of mentioned it a bunch of times. So, uh, I yeah, I don't, I, I, I would shorten it. But like you said, there's, there wasn't any filler. I wasn't bored. I, I just think two hours and four or five minutes is a long time for a movie. But I did feel like the bookshelf, the Tesseract, that was a little, um, not forced, but like a fairy tale type of ending. I think a little bit. Uh, while it was dramatic and emotional, I enjoyed it. it. Just you just felt like it was it was whatever. Um, I would have liked, and like I'm said, I'm contradicting myself, but I would have liked to see maybe a short burst of how we got to, you know, where we got to on Earth. That would have been nice, but uh, that is what it is. Um, I would have liked it to be like the big short where they stopped the movie and they had actors explain certain aspects of like <laughs> what what a black hole is or you know what a wormhole is for me um but that's just me i'm not as smart as you guys so you guys got it better than me but that's about it did you know they uh they use real footage from the dust bowl though those people in the beginning with the guy with the patch on and whatnot and they were talking about the old dust bowl those are like oh wow well, that's yeah from the ken burns documentary <laughs> yeah shout out ken burns Shout out. Um, for me, I honestly, there's not much. I, I honestly would have liked if they they did a little bit more sciencey stuff and like some kind of crazy theories and and you know explain stuff a little bit more and kind of got got a little out there with some of the stuff. But you know, it, it's a movie for the masses and it's and it's they did exactly what they should have for it. So I'm not digging in any points for that. It's just you know it would have scratched my itch. Yeah, agree. I think there's a fine line that every filmmaker has to tell that's doing science fiction where it's like you want to get crazy because it's art, it's cinema. You can do whatever you want. But then all the science nerds are like, you can't do that. That's not theoretically accurate. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I kind of same as you guys. I don't have anything specific to make this better, like maybe somewhat shorter. But again, there's no there's not much fluff in this if anything i would have liked more explanation just like you guys said so i guess that's my answer but it's not a great one i think like the two biggest things you can do with sci-fi and if you land in the middle of it you're kind of fucked is you either stick to real science or nothing matters and then like anything in the middle excuse me Anything in the middle, like if you start playing fast and loose with some stuff, then it becomes kind of like, well, this it doesn't really make sense. So that's what I appreciate about this movie is that they went full scientific and they they stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think having Professor Thorne on, you know, as the executive producer, he wasn't just an advisor. Um, definitely helped. But I'm sure. I mean, think about the like mapping out of this movie. It was probably wild. They're like, we yeah. could go like 
insane to this way, like you said, where it's just complete fiction, or we could get really crazy with the science and they kind of just met in the middle somewhere. Um, all right. Well, I do have a way to make it better. Uh, our last topic, as usual, is casting a young Matt Damon working overtime. He certainly worked <laughs> overtime in this movie on that planet. Um, <laughs> and it's interesting because he's already in this movie. So, Gene, first or last? I'll go first. All right. I'm picking a different cast member for uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, or you can make up a character if you want. That's an option as well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with um, swapping him out with Doyle. Um, nice. This, we, we can still kill him off. <laughs> nice. Switch up his role a little bit. <laughs> I like that. Love it. Give uh, me, Give me a young, handsome, thinner... Uh, Matt Damon from the past who comes back during the fight scene between Cooper and man and saves Coop and throws man, the, the older man down into that huge hole and he becomes the hero of the film. So give me a younger Matt Damon coming back in time to save As Coop. himself. Yeah. And saving the day. I like Love it. it. <laughs> Robbie. Give me an older version of Matt Damon, the old version that was uh, Private Ryan in Saving Private Ryan, the old man <laughs> at the end. Give me Matt Damon as old Private Ryan who has to help Coop go back in time to beat the Nazis <laughs> in a fifth dimension far, far away. So it's Coop and Private Ryan against Joseph Goebbels again makes a comeback and he comes <laughs> back in this movie as well. <clears throat> so give me Matt Matt Damon as old Private Ryan in a time space continuum, helping Coop battle the Nazis and save a World War Seven. <laughs> space Nazis, <laughs> love it. Um, space Nazis, that's right. That's right. I'm assuming to the internet, you. Um, I had another choice, but you know what? I love my friend Robbie. So what I'm going to do here is cast a young, handsome, strapping Matt Damon in Anne Hathaway's role. So Anne Hathaway Please. is no longer in the movie and Robbie could enjoy it more. How about that? Or you just swap them and she becomes man. Oh, and then Robbie could really yeah. hate her even more because yeah. she turns on him nice. and she gets blown to bits. Yep. Oh, please. That would be, my, that'll be my, the, from every movie we saw so far in this podcast. How are getting blown to bits would be the, my favorite scene of all time. <laughs> I still can't believe that. Um, all right. Anything else that anyone wants to say about this film or in general? In general, with Nolan, like I'm, I'm kind of excited to watch tenant now after hearing uh what gene said about it just that it seems like it kind of really got out there so i kind of want to see what that one's about yeah we'll, we'll do nolan week part one <laughs> it may be a, a couple <laughs> weeks or a couple months i really uh, thought we did a nolan week already it's fine 
You got COVID, Brian. I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, Robbie, anything from you? No, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it even better when it ended uh, because I didn't have to see Anne Hathaway anymore. So other than that, <laughs> again, I love Nolan. Uh, can't wait to watch Tenet. Can't wait to watch. Can't wait to watch Dunkirk, and can't wait to watch The Prestige. I'm I'm excited to watch those three, and Oppenheimer, obviously. But I'm I'm really looking forward to watching The Prestige. Nice, yeah, it's a good one. Um, all right, Gene, anything else from you? Um, just a random comment. I remember hearing a show way back when you guys were talking about your favorite shows to watch. I was surprised at how much Game of Thrones went down, you know, down the, the tubes rank just from that last season. I, I do agree that the last season, you know, uh, left us a little unfulfilled at the, at the end, especially the, the last episode. But um, I just think that show was so good that even, even having that last season, you know, being uh, a little suspect, I think it's still, I don't know, to me, it still stays at number one. So I was, I was surprised. So I remember when you guys were ranking that stuff, I was like, damn, I was surprised at how much it slipped for, for most of you guys. I'm wearing a gray joy sweatshirt right yeah. now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a reminder. Yeah, I just felt like there's so much in that for me because I I love it so much, like so much. Like I love the books. I love and between like this this fifth book or sixth book never coming out, like we've been waiting for it for years, and putting so much hope into the show to actually get the answers that I wanted. And then for that all to get like pulled out from under me and it just like boom, 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 this is how it ends. And it just happened. I feel like it's a loaded thing for me because I wanted so many answers that now I still have to wait for and I might never get. So I I, I feel like it's it, it felt like a personal attack, even even though it's not. But yeah, I would love to like go back and spin up the first four or five seasons and watch them again just because. They were so fantastic. And I, and I think as time goes on, I'll let go of that hatred a little bit for how it all went down and I'll go back and watch or I'll, you know, start putting it higher in my rankings. But yeah, no, there's no doubt that it was, you know, one of the, the best shows ever. Incredible. I totally agree. Benny. It's, it, it still hurts. I I'm, I'm still <laughs> emotionally damaged from that show. And I can't believe that a show would do that to me but it did <laughs> no it's just like there were so many things that i wanted questions or answers to and, and so many theories that we had and the fact that we're not getting these books probably ever just it just hurts to like to get that invested in something yeah. and then never know the answers what about house of dragons did you guys all it was good we've enjoyed it yeah, yeah. i liked it definitely um what about you what did you think of house of dragon yeah it was good it it didn't quite hit the level that game of thrones did for me but definitely had me hooked i rewatched the season again um and was definitely uh, you know definitely looking forward to the next season okay. good development. yeah yeah i think they did uh, a good job with that so far i don't know what's going on with the spinoffs or the snow 
saga or whatever if that's yeah. the real thing or not but Duncan yeah. Egg maybe and then there's like six other proposed shows in this universe that are possibly happening but like Benny said give us the fucking books and then we're worry <laughs> about more shows yeah but whatever well I don't want to end this on a complete sour note so Thank you so much, Gene, for joining us. I'm super happy that you messaged us and was just like, hey, if this wins, like, I should come on because it was a great addition. Loved your insight. Thank you. I only came on the show so I can say plummies and Ani Mensch. <laughs> <laughs> I felt, I felt <laughs> we should just get a recording of you saying it, and then each time we reference it, we'll play it. We'll, we'll drop the it. button. Perfect. Perfect. Now, um, awesome, guys, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks oh, for thank you. On. Thank, uh, you, thank you for Appreciate supporting. Sorry, yeah, no, I was going to say, check out Gene's uh, website, Salt and Sea. Fantastic. I have a few uh, prints that whenever I buy a house again, I'm going to put them up. I had them in my old house and I love them. So very talented, Gene. Great stuff he does. Yeah, we'll have the link for that in the show notes. So you could check that out there. Yeah. Thank you. Um, anyone else want to say anything before we wrap up? This is a good one. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy. Send us your and I will see, I will have my revenge <laughs> on Benny and I sometime soon. So before they at least expect it. I I know, I know that it seems like it was an attack on you, but would you rather be you or would you rather be me that now has to deal with these accusations, that has to deal with the vitriol that's coming from you, getting attacked on two different podcasts now? The fact that I almost <laughs> ruined a pair of two hundred and fifty dollars shoes. Gave you COVID. Uh, I'd rather be you than me right now. Because I oh, don't that, forget that. Don't forget the hundred dollar pants and the ninety dollars crew neck <laughs> as well. That you spilled wine on. So are they almost, messed up? Let me see. From from this distance, they look a little suspicious. <laughs> Put them in a cart, baby, and I'll and I'll buy them for you. You know it is what it is. Uh, it, all that matters is that that we had the greatest burger. We ever had in our entire lives. That's right. That's right. And I kicked the shit out of you in in mini golf. That's what hurt the most out of everything. Ah. Hole in one in the first hole. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Happy Thanksgiving. We love you. Send us your recommendations. Uh, Send us an email, ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Robbie, tell them good night. Good night, Dr. Brand. Do not go gentle. Into that good night. And fuck you, Topher Grace. <laughs> fuck, what did he do? <laughs> Both of you have <laughs> hatred for no reason. <clears throat> it's oh, a what is love? Shut up, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs>